Ready? All right, so let's 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 uh let's get into um <laughs> just taking care of some technical things, those that were listening online. I'm be forgetting about that sometimes. Uh let's uh get into stuck in time. We've been talking about being stuck in time, and let's go to Psalm ninety. Psalm ninety. We'll start with Psalm ninety. And we'll read here verse 12. Psalm 90, verse 12. It says, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Teach us to number our days or be intentional with our days or consider each of our steps within our days, each minute within our days, each second within our days, um, each hour within our days uh, so we can apply our heart to wisdom. So each, everything that takes place within the course of a day in our life and the course of a situation in our life should place a demand on us to pull the requisite wisdom for us to keep a particular momentum going um, in our particular life. Now, if we're not doing what this scripture says, if we're not numbering or being intentional or being mindful of each of our days, or each of our moments, if we're just allowing ourselves to be pulled uh, every which way we can find ourselves um, not maximizing our time, as we talked to, uh, as we talked about before. The scripture says that 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 God tries to uh, almost like use us as rivers in a desert. A river is uh, is uh, is a flow where something once died. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So there's certain situations in our lives that have been stuck or they've died or, or they've stopped. They're like dead seas. And God is trying to uh, reignite a flow, a particular flow in our lives, trying to get us out of being stuck. And it's amazing, like, none of us, there's not one of us. I know we have young and old here. But none of us actually, when we're stuck, at the moment we're stuck, sometimes we don't realize it until it just wears on you in some cases some people never realize it you know they you know they could be 30 40 50 60 70 uh transition out of this earth still in that stuck position but god doesn't have that for us and i i use the example of my mom but i you know as i was reflecting on this this week you know if we talk to all of our loved ones uh that you know either have passed or a lot older if you sit and interview some of your uncles aunts grandparents or what have you and just ask them if they could, you know, like a do-over kind of. They had a do-over. A lot of them would say the same thing, you know, what I, if I had things to do over, I wouldn't get stuck in time. I wouldn't keep putting things off. I wouldn't keep saying, yeah, I got to get to that. Yeah, I got to get to that. Or, you know, the one of the old-time phrases is, you know, God's still working on me. It's not even an old-time phrase. I heard one of my family members say it when we was in New Jersey. Don't take that personal, but it's true. It's like, yeah, God's still working on me. Okay, but if God is working on something, so 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 we we're we're hiring somebody for a job. So we hire uh, Pastor Mel. We got Tanya. We got Ed. You know, we hire them for a job, and then we have God. So now everybody has ninety days. You have ninety day probo- prom- uh, probation period, right? Human resources, right? So you have ninety day probation period. So based on how you're acclimating to the job or the job performance, I'm determining who's going to get the job. Now, all the people I name, including God, who you think getting that job? God, but he getting a job just because he's God, or 
or is he getting a job because when we put him to work, the momentum in terms of him getting stuff done and how he's getting stuff and the impact is phenomenal, right? And so when people say, God's still working on me, it's almost like, like it's almost like God found a, a, a trouble area. Like, you know, like, 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 he's like, hey, listen, I know you gave me the job. You gave me Tanya as a job, but listen, <laughs> it's going to take an act of God. <laughs> he, but that's who you are, right? <laughs> right? No, no, no. I'm trying to tell you, man, this is, this is insurmountable. That's not even, he's the one that says all things. With man, it is impossible, but not with God. With God, all things are possible, right? All right, so, so that means, is God really working on us or are we running from God's work on us? <laughs> right? We might want to change the phrase, okay? All right, so with that in mind, I gave you this, uh, a quote from Oswald Chambers that my sister gave me, um, you know, during our time of, uh, uh, you know, just uh, transition, my mom's transition, we was having a lot of conversation, but she gave me this in one of our conversations about the word. She says, it is in the middle, this is Oswald Chambers, it's in the middle is in the middle that choices are made. In the middle is where choices are made. The beginning and the end remain with God. It says the, the degrees of God are birth and death. Those are the degrees. And in between those limits, man, in between the limits of birth and death is where man makes his own distress and joy. So in that dash is where we make distress and joy. Now, the amazing thing is it's in the dash where our choices determine if we're depressed, happy, this, that, and the other. But it's amazing how it's normally everything else but our choice. Right? Because now, now think about how we make choices sometimes. Sometimes we make choices in the moment based on how we feel because we're not numbering our days, as Psalm 90, 12 says. We're just winging it. We're just doing what we feel like it. How many times, and I, I do need to raise the hands here in the house of God so if you... If you so, so God's watching. All right, so how many times have you heard the truth? You know exactly what you're supposed to do. Let me not, let me, let me, Ed put his hand up before I even got to it. Right? You know exactly what you're supposed to do. You realize you, you, you need to change something. And you hear, you go, man, man, that's right. I mean, I need change. And still do what you were doing before. Can't get you to raise your hand. See, something's happening in, in us to do that. There's something going on inside, right? There's something inside us that's saying, yeah, that's nice that you, you're meant to ascent, that you agreed to that. It's nice you realize that. Well, we ain't doing that. And then you find yourself in the same place, right? But how many times, we get a raise of hands here, you don't earmark the place you're in to that thought at the time when you heard the truth and did opposite. Like, we don't go, ah, I should have just did the truth when I heard it. No, a lot of times it's like, Pastor Mal, you got a minute? I just need to talk to you. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 like, like, like it just happened. I, I, and, and then we may make this comment. I don't understand why this is happening. And then, then we might throw in a few uh, things on our resume. You know, I've been reading and praying. Now, if, you, if you've been in the office, we don't just go with that. We ask extra questions. So what have you been reading? And how much have you been praying? 
Because a lot of times you talk to some people, you just say you've been reading prayer. They'll be stumped like, man, I don't know how I can help you because you've been reading and praying. I was going to tell you to read and pray, but you already doing that. Right? 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 No, 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 no. We're going to ask the extra question. So break down to me what your reading looks like. What does your prayer look like? Because it's not just praying, right? According to his word in harmony with his word. All right, so let's, 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 let's keep that in mind. So it's what these choices we're making in here. See, we're designed to be rivers of life, to have a perpetual momentum. That's an everlasting momentum. God has designed us to always have momentum. All of our bodily functions operate that way. Like your skin is constantly changing. It has a momentum. Your heart is constantly beating. It has a momentum. Your heart stopped beating. Something wrong. <laughs> right? So everything is designed in our life to have a momentum, to keep flowing a particular way. And so when our choices are in, a, in the mud or in the quicksand, it's actually thrown off the harmony of our entire body, our entire life, because God has designed us to flow, to keep flowing, right? You should be like uh, trees planted by the rivers of water. So the scripture says, be not weary and well-doing. What it's saying is keep your momentum. Because the only way we can get stuck if we go, ah, man, I'm not getting the... Uh, instant gratification for these choices I'm making, you know, is that it has to happen as quick as I want it to. You know, because that's when we say, I've been praying. <laughs> Otherwise interpreted, I've prayed enough. <laughs> I've been reading. Otherwise interpreted, I've read enough. But are we earmarking our praying and our reading to how we got stuck in the mud? Because you got to do that any place else. If you get lost and you, you end up driving 75 miles out, you can't drive five miles and figure I should be back on the right track. No, no place else in life you can do that, right? But with God, we think like that. We go, well, I travel 75 miles into uh, uh, lust or lazy or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever the, the, the situation is. It could be in the eating. I, I travel 75 miles in the eating, but I want, I want to drive <laughs> I want to drive five miles on diet road, and I figure by now I should have lost all the weight. Right? 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 Thank you, Pastor Mel. Pastor Mel's the only one rolling with me right now. You know, nobody else got an amen or a right. Right, right. Amen. <laughs> Y'all funny. Y'all funny. All right, so, 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 uh, this is the thing about being stuck in time. It's like we've lost uh, the ability to respect time. Like, we got to respect time. You know, that's the thing about, uh, that's the only thing about when I was young, I didn't respect time. You know, I'm just, just winging it. You know, I, you know uh, the reason why I don't complain about my life is because I made, I disrespected time when I was young. So in this season now, whatever I have to go through, I just embrace it because I put myself in a position. <laughs> like, I don't even complain. That's my wife. I'm like, nah, I did not. If I didn't make those choices, I wouldn't be eating all, all, this, uh, all this work I'm putting in. Yeah, I love my life, but I'm putting in some work. Like, but I'm, put, I, I'm putting in work I could have put in a long time ago. Y'all know I ain't just talking about me, right? All right, okay, good. All right, so we got to respect time. And then the other thing is when you get stuck, you, uh, you have no reference of time. Oh, you have no sense of time. So you ever be in situations you go, oh my God, it's eleven o'clock, yeah. or oh, oh my God, it's 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 Thursday. 
Listen, it was going to be Thursday on Monday, wasn't it? Ed? Like Thursday wasn't like not on the map, and then you showed up and Thursday just popped up and go, hey, by the way, I figured y'all be here too. No, come Monday, Thursday was coming, right? These kids are in school. Guess what? The final's coming, whether you're thinking about them or not. And then you go, oh, my God, I got to study. No, no, you had to study before you thought about it. You just wasn't respect the time. I have no sense of time, right? Have no sense of time. You hear that? You got to have a sense of time, right? Otherwise, you're going to find yourself um, getting stuck. And see, so when you don't have a sense of time, you're not respecting time, you know, you, you end up in a, uh, you, put it this way, you're oblivious to lack of momentum. So there's no momentum going on, but you're so, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I see it this way. This is, this is my picture. <laughs> you're just being dragged around in life. Like no sense of time, no respect of time, no intention with time. And what time, the Bible says the days are evil because time, is, uh, time keeps on ticking. What's the song? And in the future. It's an old song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might not even heard. Look, look, look. Really? Huh? She knew it. She's young. She's young. It was in space Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's an old song. I, I listen. I listen to it in some other venues. But the whole point is, time does keep on ticking. And so you have to have a sense of time, be aware of time, respect time. Don't disrespect time by, see, lazy folk disrespect time. They do. Because they're not being intentional. They're not, well, you know, whatever happens, happens. No, because when it happens, you don't want to deal with it. <laughs> Just because you feel like today, you know how, you know, you, you, you feel like, man, whatever, man, I'll get to that when I get to that. Why well, study whatever, you know, Man, please, I'll be all right. Just because you say you'll be all right, that don't make you all right. Getting yourself prepared is what makes you all right. You know what I'm saying? So, so again, so, we, so the way you respect time and you have a sense of time is you understand when it's time to work and when it's time to play. And we've uh, been uh, dealing with these ants. Them, them dudes, man. Like, the, talk about quick recognition. How come soon as this is a hot day? Ants decide we coming out. Like they don't even like the dude. It's the winter time. Yeah, stay there. Stay hibernated. No, they go. Hey, yo, weather's good. Let's go. Like they get right to work. The Bible tells us in Proverbs six to study the ant. Like when everybody else is chilling, the ants putting in work. And so when when it when it's crazy and 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 now it's an opportunity. Uh, they uh, things are adverse. The ants are chilling. Because we're prepared for it. We're ready. So, so we have to be that, that uh, serious and, and diligent. All right. And so um, this is the thing. When you don't have momentum, you have a lack of momentum, you're limited to the place and the space that you're in. You're limited. Like, like you don't have choice. Your choice has been taken from you because you didn't handle your business when you could. Like, I, you know, uh, I use me. I'm going to use me. So when I say I didn't respect time, like, I was just so busy just doing whatever. I mean, I, I did do enough to stay on the honor roll, but I played around even with the honor roll. Like, I, I just, you know, every first cycle, we had cycles at, at, at Weekly High School. 
At first cycle, I was like, this is my, um, I can't say it because I was cussed back then, but I'm going to say, this is my forget it then cycle. Yeah, I said something else. Um, but but now, now I'm playing around. Like I can do that. And so I knew I can do the honor roll to other five cycles, and I did. See, I, went, I ain't know nothing about no valedictorian, none of that stuff. I could have went to any school I want, but now I have to choose what school is going to accept me. I would have had schools calling me. I actually, I actually was that smart. I would have had schools like, please come to us. Like, would you take us? Well, what they giving you? Well, I'll tell you what, we'll double that and then add this too. Well, no, I'm like, man, I hope, I hope this school accept me. Because I was playing around when I could have been handling business, when I could have had choice. I know right now, athletes, they, they bidding for them. They bidding for them and they're like freshmen. Listen, man, just yeah, commit to us now, man. Tell you what, we'll give you a guarantee right now. We don't want to lose you. But I know some people, their senior year, like, sweating. <laughs> yeah, you get, I get a thousand calls. Well, could you call the coach again? Why? Wasn't respecting time, right? All right, so, 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 so keep that in mind, you know. Right, right, right now in these relationships, it should be people hunting you down. But are you handling your business? Are you so brilliant that they can't help it? They, they, look, they flock in the church because they just want to be around y'all. All y'all single young ladies, they should be filling the church up. They following you because of all the anointing and the, 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 the blessing and favor on your life. <laughs> we'll weed them out. Y'all just, just have them herd them in. <laughs> right? So this is the thing we're saying. A lot of times we get stuck on on just seeing and hearing what's in front of us in the moment, you know? And, and, and that's what happens. Sometimes you get stuck in a degree. We were talking about knowledge uh, early day, me and my wife, how some people just, all they're playing off of, they know stuff. They're not measuring the impact of what they know and how they apply in their life. They just know stuff. You know, you young kid, you ain't talking, uh, I know stuff. Yeah, 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 but I'm looking at the results in your life. Not, not as a judgment to put you down, but just saying like, okay, let's go with what you have and what you've achieved and what I have and what I've achieved. Just not, not as a, uh, you supposed to be like me, but like you at least listen. Like you ain't established nothing, right? So, so this is the thing. Like, like you want to at least um, don't limit yourself to what you're seeing and hearing, just what's in front of you in the moment. And we say how some people get stuck in, in, in their uh, education, tradition, experience, um, pain, mistakes, and disappointment. But, but I want to highlight something here. A lot of people get stuck in unforgiveness. And I'm going to tell you why that's so dangerous. Because you despise what you become. What you despise is what you become. I said it wrong. What you despise is what you become. So, so when I'm, uh, when I'm, if I don't forgive someone, uh, 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 Pastor Lafayette Scales, I give him props. It was a men's conference, an Edwin Lewis Cole Maximized Manhood uh, men's conference I was in. And he was speaking in the conference because that was, I think I was a spiritual father back then. And he said, unforgiveness is like this tissue. He says, so, so if I put it up against this podium and you ask me to go anywhere in the room, I can't go nowhere because I'm stuck to it. He said, but for me to move on my life, I got to release it. And when he, when, he, when he released it, it fell to the ground like that. I was like, well, that was sweet. You know, I, you know, I'm visual. But that's it. 
I, he said I had to release it. But see, as long as I'm attached to it, it's attached to me. So the same poison that I despise is running through my veins. But if I forgive, it's not attached to me. I can move forward. I can move. I can advance. I can keep my momentum. See, bitterness and unforgiveness, forgiveness is trying to get us stuck. Stuck in that place, stuck in that moment, stuck in that place of pain. Uh, my wife said unforgiveness will keep you stuck in time. And she said it's at the moment the pain began. That's what unforgiveness will do. It'll keep you at that particular moment. Another thing that gets us stuck is uh, a teaching we did called playing the victim. Like when you play the victim. Well, why? Because you're fighting to comfort yourself in, a, in positions not designed for your fulfillment. So, so, so. So if I play the victim, what is the victim though? Yeah, you gonna understand this happened to me. So every time you tell the victim, hey, Ed, so what you need to do is this. Well, you don't understand. This happened. Well, well Ed, well, you probably wanna use this one. Yeah, but you, that, I tried that already. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, so you keep coming up with what? A, 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 a excuse to stay. And, and let's say, so, so let's say you come to counsel with me. You come to counsel because what? You want keys to release you from the prison. But every time I give you, a, bring a key up, you go, yeah, but that key's too big. That key's too small. I don't even think that key's going to fit. Well, I tried keys before. What are you basically telling me? I'm going to stay stuck in this prison. Look, I'm stuck in time now. Because I don't want to embrace the, any level of responsibility I may have to get out of this. Every time you tell me something, it's gonna remind me of something I need to do. I don't wanna hear that. So what I'm gonna do is, yeah, yeah, but many people have tried that and it hasn't worked for them, but you haven't. And you're basing that on what? You see what I'm saying? Like you, you, you excuse uh, staying in a place that's not designed for your fulfillment. So we don't wanna do that. And we talked about this also jumping to conclusions. Jumping to conclusions can keep us stuck especially when it becomes a chronic problem. Because when you, when, you, when, it's, when you have a chronic issue of jumping to conclusions, right, it tends to lead you uh, into your own viewpoint, even when it doesn't fit reality. You know what I'm saying? You keep jumping to, well, I know, I know this. I, I know some people will be like, I know what that is. Okay, wait, 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 wait. You didn't even investigate or nothing. You just jump to the worst case scenario, right? Even if it doesn't fit reality, you're not even trying to break reality. You're looking to excuse or, 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 to, or to defend truth that may be coming to you. Because if, it's, if I can keep coming up with reasons to say it's Pastor Mel's fault, I don't have to change. Pastor Mel got to change. When she changes, everything gonna be all right. Now, 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 I need something different in my life, but I'm waiting for her to change. So I'm in a marriage. Yeah, as soon as Pastor Mel changed, this marriage is going to be heaven. <laughs> you know, that time you talk to me, like, man, you know, hey, just hanging in there. Time hanging in there. I'm just waiting for Pastor Mel to get herself together. As soon as she get herself together, it's going to be fine. I'm, hey, listen, I'm just getting through, y'all. Uh, getting through Pastor Mel's mud and quicksand and you know, I'm battling, the, you know, all the bombs and all the stuff like that to get through. 
And then once I get through all the javelins and the spears and the, you know, the bullets and the ammunition and ah, we'll, we're going to be all right. Ed. I just need Pastor Mel to stop, you know, just blasting me like she is and uh, we're going to be fine. You know, um, that's all it is right now. So, so my responsibility is just keep praying for Pastor Mel to get herself together. Because I'm taking full responsibility for my prayer life, Ed. And then I'm also taking responsibility to make sure I, I teach Pastor Mel the word so she can get the eyes of her understanding, get, need to get enlightened so she can see the error of her ways. Can I get an amen, brothers? <laughs> stop, stop, stop. You see, how, you see that? That ain't right. That ain't right. That ain't right. That ain't right. <laughs> well, actually, that's off. That's way off. That's way off. <laughs> see, see, see that? You see, y'all ain't right. All right, so this is the thing. It's not about the plan of victim <laughs> or, or, or jumping to conclusions, establishing landmines. What it is is we're going to have to embrace our own agents of change. To really get, get out of not being stuck, we have to embrace our agents of change. You know, and the Bible uh, sets up some things. So let's go to uh, Galatians 4. Look at Galatians 4. Because, because, okay, so why does God even send us to a church? Don't forsake the assembly of yourselves together and, and you know, he's, he gives you pastors after, after his own heart, right? Well, he, he's basically offering you agents of change. And basically, he's not trusting us to ourselves because if he trusts us to ourselves, it'll be everybody else, as we just said. They got to get themselves together, right? Right? <laughs> You know, both of y'all back there shaking your head awfully hard. <laughs> so, 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 so God sends us agents of change. Uh, Galatians 4, 1 and 2, we know that's one of the heir scriptures. Uh, Romans 8, 17 is the other one. But it says, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, underdeveloped, differeth nothing from a, from a servant, though he be Lord of all. That means he has the potential to rule, but he has to operate as a servant until he can handle uh, the authority that he's going to be given, right? It said, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. So there's a, to everything there's a season, there's a time to every purpose, right? And the challenge is the time for purpose may not be yet. So maybe it's not time, right? But that doesn't mean we ain't going to feel like it's time. That's basically what the scripture is saying. It says you, you're operating as a servant, you're Lord of all. You were birthed to rule, but you're not ready to handle it yet. So you have to learn how to handle the rule. So listen, right now, some of y'all, you're young, you're old, people are dreaming about the things they could do. I don't know whether it's, whether it's athletics, ministry, whether it's uh, singing, dancing, whatever. Case. What you see is what you can be. The challenge is that don't mean you can handle it once you get there. So, so, so again, he sends you agents of change and the change is trying to change you from the things in you that's going to destroy everything you're believing for. How many people believe, oh, yeah, right, that's not going to happen to me? Like, like, I'm 56. I haven't seen that thousands of times. 
It's happened to all them people. Every one of them. It's not going to be me. The person that says it's not going to be them, that's the person that normally is. The person that says it could be me, it could happen to me too, that's the person that doesn't happen to because they're going to make sure it don't happen. But the, the overconfident person, the arrogant person, the lazy person, irresponsible, oh, it's going to get you. Not, not because it's evil, it's just you're overconfident. It can't happen to me. So you're not going to do what it takes to make sure it don't happen. Because you believe it's, it's, it's not going to happen by osmosis. You know, just, you just sit it there and, you know, and stuff going to grow. <laughs> you ain't got to feed it or nothing. It's just, you know, it's just going to happen. It, stuff happens, right? You, you actually believe that. You don't have to do nothing, right? All right, so, so, so again, we have tutors and governors. So one of our agents of change is teaching. God sends us what it takes for us to learn. You know, we, me, my wife was talking about this, how by the time we get to people, oh, it's, it's, they, they, they deep, 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 deep in it. And they, you know, they stuck at a whole nother level. I remember I tried to get a tree trunk uh, out of a, 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 well, it was a little tree. So I cut the little tree down. Then I was trying to get the stump out in front of our first house. And I might have been like Paul Bunyan out there because I was chopping and chopping. And ch I was like, babe, where is this thing? But the thing, the roots had probably went way down the street somewhere. For all I knew, like, I never did get that thing out. <laughs> never did. But see, the roots were so deep. It would, it, listen, I, I probably would have had to <laughs> dig up the block, <laughs> right? But that's how it is sometimes in your life. You let things get so deep, somebody got to dig up the entire block just to get to the root of what your issue is. But you could have, look, you could have got the layer learning. Right? Like, well, 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 you know, I need some help with this. Uh, did you? God already knew what you needed, and he gave it to you when he talked talk to you about the victim. He gave it to you when he talked about stuck in time. He gave it to you when he talked about special ops. He gave it to you when he talked about jumping to conclusions. He just kept, he kept giving you stuff, right? He talked about entering in, another man. He kept giving it to you. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't get it. Yeah, yeah, so now we got to go deep. And, uh, yeah, we were talking about this. And sometimes it's like you, you, you almost get uh, overwhelmed, people. Uh, my wife, was, uh, we were talking, and she was like, sometimes it's overwhelming. She says, honey, I'm not overwhelmed. But it's like I start talking to the person, and when I give them this information, I realize, okay, they, it's going to be hard for them to do this if they don't know this. Ah, but if I don't give them this, then it's going to be tough. Then now it seems like I'm overwhelming them because they've cheated learning. You know how at some of the jobs you're you trying to hide? Because you cheated, you could have been cheating your education. You could have been cheating how to do sentence structure. You could be cheating. You could have been cheating what an adjective and adverb is. Because reading ain't important to you. I know these guys right here are athletes. I know right now there's people right now that are not making teams because they can't pass the Wonder League test. They could have had a full ride scholarship. I just talked to a gentleman. Uh, He's trying to get in school, so he missed out on a, or a scholarship. He didn't miss out because he wasn't good. It's just that, you know, now when they start recruiting, they're recruiting everybody in the country. So they'll say, hey, we're going to recruit you. So, Chris, we're recruiting you. And, hey, you're going to be our number one guy. You're the number one guy, man. So what are they trying to do? They're trying to get Chris to commit. So Chris commits. But what they're saying is we're going to tell at least 25 other people they're going to be the number one guy. And then based on the people commit, we'll go in our priority list. So they promised you, you was going to be starting. Matter of fact, 
They don't even care about your commitment. It's like, well, you come, you come, but we bringing in this other guy that we really wanted. So now, so you're in a, you're in a tough situation now. So this guy's in that situation. And uh, I called a, a coach uh, that, you know, that, that, that we're, we're close with. Uh, uh, we uh, uh, minister to him. And he says, what's the SAT and ACT score? He says it had to be, let's see, the SAT had to be 1090 and the ACT had to be 21. He said, because in this particular school, in their league, it's not just football, it's, it's education. He says, you can't even get in our conference if you don't have a 21 on ACT and, and 1090. This kid could have went to the school easy. Matter of fact, when they saw this kid's film, they said, oh my God. The person said, this kid can ball, but if he don't have these credentials, he can't get in. But something in your mind tells you, as long as I can ball. You know how many people don't want to get an opportunity because now they, they go, okay, he can play, he can play, he can play, he can play, he can play. What's his scores? What's his education? Is he coachable? Now they start to, 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 to start to taper off folk. But we're supposed to be setting ourselves up where we, hey, listen, you go all down the whole checklist. You're going to end up with me. <laughs> That's when you really want it. I'm not just talking about football. I'm talking about the job. I'm talking about the relationship. You can go down on a checklist. It's going to end up, you marry me. Yeah, that, that, go ahead. Keep checking. Keep, keep going now. Keep going. I guarantee you that's what she's probably doing. Okay, okay, bro. You can keep on going. I don't care how far you go down that list. It's going to end up Melanie. You see what I'm saying? That's how, that's how we had to roll. But we don't roll like that. We cheat. Then when it's time to, to, to get in line, we're going, well, I, see, see, uh, you know, we come to them shows like American Idol and stuff like that. And we, see, y'all don't understand. I'm sweet like that. No, you ain't sweet. You ain't, you ain't worked. You ain't take no lessons. You can't sing. But, but since you cheated, now you're like, well, you should just take me because I'm here. No, it don't work that way. See, it don't work that way. No place in life. But we want it to work like that because we feel like, see, they're just against us brothers. No, they, they're against y'all lazy. <laughs> That's what they're against. All right, all right just, just, just keep that in mind. So we got teachers, we got teachers and it's about learning. Oh, this, this is a tough one. One of our agents of change is called truth. The Bible says you should know the truth and the truth shall uh, set you free, make you free. But uh, 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 John 832, or 831, 32, right? So it's the truth. And this is what's so tough. Do you know how many people run from the truth? It's what frees you. And we run from it. Instead of going, like, listen, I don't even like the truth. But I need it. I, listen, pastor. Listen, if Pastor Mal say, honey, I really need to talk to you. <clears throat> Jesus, how's this going to go? Yeah, grit your teeth. Let's see what you're saying, babe. And then I got all these faces, so I'd be thinking I'd just be taking it good, but my face be telling on me. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know how my face look. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing this. This looks real humble right now. But, but she'd be like, oh, oh, why are you so bothered? I'm like, no, babe, I'm fine. Like, what are you talking about? I said, yeah, I'm calm and, you know, but you're, you're but, you know, on, on the inside, I, well, I feel calm, but my, my, my face probably like, are you crazy? you got to be kidding me right now. Are we really going here right now? Oh, I got some comebacks. You know, that's what my face looks like. But on the inside, I'm going, sure. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I could do that better. This is all my language. But my face is like, oh, no, we not. 
I know we're not going there. Not right now. You understand what I'm saying? So, so that truth, nobody likes it. Just newsflash. Nobody likes it, but guess what? We all need it. That's the thing, man. The truth will free you. Actually, you will never look over your shoulder again if you can embrace the truth. But if you run from the truth, listen, you're going to stay stuck and you're always going to be looking over your shoulder. There's always going to be a reason why you can't elevate because the key to your elevation was the truth that you denied, the truth that you neglected, the truth that you ignored, the truth that you ran from. How many of us are stuck in the same place, hiding, hoping you don't have to deal with that truth? And somebody, listen, listen, you, listen, somebody so much as think about sharing that truth with you, you're going to snap on them. Well, well, you don't look that good yourself. <laughs> the first thing come out your mouth is what they did. How can you even bring it up? Just randomly. Hey, I just wanted to, one of Pastor Bell's conversations. Can I talk to you for a second? Right? How come you didn't just talk to him for How come it's in reflex to your truth? How does it help you to embrace your truth? Help me out. You know, when you pulled out your machine, how does that help you to handle your truth? Well, hold on. Yeah, look, look. So, so, so here, Cinnamon, I, I need to talk to you about how you doing your hair. I'll just throw some anything out there. You know, well, Pastor Keith, uh, I, I think you're cutting your hair too low. <laughs> how does that help her to deal with her hair? Right, right. See, so, so, so that's the agent of change, right? We got to embrace the truth, right? So we can get free. Another thing is, uh, you know, again, this talks about tutors and trainers, but trainers. Uh, Hebrews 13, 7. Obey them that have rule over you. Man, listen. That right there, like, as soon as you hear the word rule over you, man, ain't nobody telling me what to do. Yeah. Well, you ain't the boss, man. You ain't my daddy. I think you said that to me on a couple occasions. Yeah. <laughs> You know, as we were growing, you ain't my daddy. Well, I'm not your daddy, but we need to be doing this right now. <laughs> and I probably, I, I know I don't hit her with, come on, mom. Yeah, I, you know, I'm probably good for the, uh, at least, at least six or seven. All right, mom. Mother. Mother. Yes, mother. <laughs> right? Because don't nobody like nobody telling what to do. Because, but we need it. It's an agent of change. If we can set our harmony in I'm going to look for opportunities to submit to authority. The Bible says they that humble themselves shall be exalted. So God sends us authorities in our life, delegated authority, because he wants us to draw authority. You don't get authority till you submit to authority. So when you know, you're trying to navigate on the field or the court or, or, or acting or whatever like that, and all of a sudden you get injured or you get sick. Well, you have no authority over the injury or over, over the, the demon that's bringing that, that that interruption. Why? Because you don't submit to authority. Can't nobody tell you nothing. Right? Agent of change, right? Agent of change, right? And testing. You're going to be tested, man. It's in your book. I gave you test, the different test. Of, it's called the test of ministry, but we can call it the test of life. Time test. Humility test. Misunderstanding test. Wilderness test, right? It's, it's 50, at least 15 tests. It might be more. Promotion test. Right? You're going to have to be tested. You ain't getting around it. Ain't nobody coming. You got to pass it. Yeah, it's, it's almost like you, you figure a way you're going to get around it. And ain't nobody coming. You got to pass the test. You know how when you're in school, you could like look on somebody else's paper. You can't look on Tanya's paper. Tanya can't look on his paper. You got to pass your test. Right? It's an agent of change. The test is trying to assist you into changing. 
China, your faith worketh patience. Let patience have its perfect work. Let, let, let uh, patience have its perfect work that you be in t uh, perfect and entire, lacking nothing. And then uh, servanthood, Luke 16, 10 through 12, is an agent of change. It's an opportunity to, to sow your seed of love, patience, skill into soil so you can reap a harvest, right? He that's faithful in another man's, God will give you your own. You're faithful in the least, God will give you much. So if you sitting around and it's all about somebody giving to you, you're in trouble. Because you're only going to attract people that's about taking, not giving. If, if you could look past giving or serving or helping somebody, everybody around you is going to look past giving, serving, or helping you. Everybody around you. You read what you sow. God's not mocked. And, and, and you can, in your mind, go, that doesn't apply to me. Yes, it does. <laughs> and know how I can prove it? Look at what's happening in your life. If it's so, you know, it, 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 you know, it's, uh, I was telling the guy at the gym this morning, I was like, man, I said, you know, it's a, uh, we're missing out. I said, it's not, I said, we, I always say we because I just like, but I'm gonna tell you what I was thinking. I was like, this culture is missing out on something very valuable. It's called inner strength. And so, so, so we had one, like we played, we had one, uh, four games in a row, and we lost the fifth game, right? So the team that beat us the fifth game, they, they, I'm going to put this on camera. I think you had lost a couple times already. You know, you come back up in the rotation. So, so they was, uh, they were talking trash. Oh, yeah. Hey, oh. And then, then, then uh, uh, I'm, my buddy, uh, he's been here a couple times. Uh, well, actually, we married him. He was like, yeah, yeah. He kept saying, y'all shouldn't have won all these games anyway. You know, maybe based on the personnel, he thought, we're bigger, we're stronger, we're faster, we're younger. <laughs> we actually be winning these games anyway, right? So then, so you sit down, he was talking. So I told the other uh, young guy, he came to visit a couple weeks ago. I said, you know what? I said, this generation, I said, they don't have no inner strength. Because, I mean, five games later, we tired, and you take that as a victory? Now, I want to I beat you when you're at your best. You're bringing your best, and you got your best personnel. That's why I want to get you in. Now, I don't want nobody going home. I don't want no forfeits. Actually, we used to show up, and the person with forfeit, I'd be so disappointed. Said, Baby, they ain't come. Championship game. I don't, want, I don't want no championship on the default. No, I want you to bring your best because it's going to bring out my best. And actually, the reputation I have had, I'm not, is, oh, oh, is something on the line? Oh, yeah, now, now, now we rolling. Something on the line now. It's packed. Like, 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 lose, go home. Now, yeah, yeah, now, because I got to be focused. I got to be, and, and know what? You know what else I like about that? Because the other people might not be able to handle the pressure. So, so now I'm like, yeah, now everything on the line. Let me see what's on the inside. And, and you know, you know what's on the inside? If you, you have strength, if you haven't taken a path of least resistance, people that take the path of least resistance, they're weak under pressure. They crack under pressure easy because they're always looking for the easy way out. See, see, I was taught to embrace the uncomfortable. I taught my son that. Embrace the uncomfortable. Don't always try to take the easy way out. See, we're preparing for a situation that hasn't existed yet. And if all we do in now is just do what's easy, what's going to happen when it gets difficult and hard? 
All right. So, so, so again, that's, that's another agent of change, right? And see, this is it. We go through wilderness experience. A lot of us build, we talked about the wilderness test. A lot of us been in a wilderness, um, through a wilderness experience, but we're not going to be getting stuck there. The wilderness isn't designed to be a permanent residence. No, no, it's not designed for us to be stuck there. Even the children of Israel, they were supposed to learn some stuff, get some stuff purged out of them. So when they got to the promised land, see, again, it wasn't just that they were in bondage. They had been in bondage so long, they were bound in their minds. So when they got into the wilderness, God was purging them. They already physically was out of bondage, but they were still mentally in bondage. So he wanted to purge that out of them. So when you're going through wilderness, that's for you to renew your mind. You have to embrace that. But some people try to make themselves comfortable in the wilderness. You know, you put up tents. Start living in the wilderness. No, it's supposed to be, you're supposed to be transitioning. It's supposed to be learning from the wilderness, not living in the wilderness. Um, it's something that, um, actually when Cinnamon was teaching, she said, uh, with God, uh, when we're in the wilderness with God, we see our way through. Without God, you'll get stuck there. So, so when we're in the wilderness with God, we see our way through it. Without God, you'll get stuck there. Right. So that's why we have the tutors, governors, the leaders, the delegated authority, all these things is to assist us. See, see, because in the wilderness, you have nothing else to depend on but God. At least that's what we think. You shouldn't like what else is there is, but people be fine. <laughs> Other outs besides God, even in the wilderness. And I don't know, depending on the sand or the cactus or something. I, I, you know, I have no idea what, what you're doing, like, but you're supposed to be like. There is no other options, depend on God. And the goal is to train you to live that way even when you're in uh, the promised land. And so, so, so we, we, we asked you guys to raise your hands earlier, like when there's a situation where God, well, okay, you know, okay, I'm getting this truth. I'm in a funk, I'm tripping. You know, how many people have tripped before? Okay, just, just get your hands up, that'd be. All right, so, so, so y'all raised your hands and we said like, you know, when you get information, you tripped, you get some truth and you go, oh man, I was tripping, right? We've, we've done that before. But then we end up going doing the very same thing that we did before, right? Right, the exact same thing. So that means something in us says, that is the truth. I do agree with it. Uh, it is something I should change, but I'm not doing that. But we don't say it out, out, like if you're talking to Pastor Mel for counseling, you, whoa, whoa, Pastor Mel. Oh, man, that's a breakthrough. Pastor Mel, listen, I ain't never realized. See, all this time, it was me. But something happens, you walk out of the room and you go back and do the very same thing that you just got the keys to get out. Right, and, and, and you know, it was a show of hands earlier. Everybody had their hands up. They've done that before. There's something in there that's causing that. Something called rebellion. See, remember in, in Romans uh, 7, 18, I think that was in our uh, uh, Master Life, right? Uh, in, in, the, in, in the flesh, there dwelleth no good thing. See, so if we're in the spirit, the spirit is indeed willing, the flesh is weak. Something in our flesh has us rebelling against the truth that we agreed we needed to change. It was an agent of change. 
Got it. But something in our family, I'm not doing that. And then, listen, listen, with all due respect, I don't know how to put this, because uh, be, I'm trying not to be harsh, but, but I'm trying to figure out how to put it. It, it, it looks sad, but it really is sorry. Like in a way, because there's like, you know, you do opposite and you're torn up when you get the results. You know what I'm talking about, right? Let me get some amens on that. Y'all get amens for the, 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 the guys uh, blaming a woman. Let me just get amens for that. All right, thank you. I normally don't cheerlead, but you know. Can I get some help from y'all? Yeah, <laughs> All right, so, so why does that flesh rebel? Why, does that, why is the flesh rebelling? Why does it fight harmony? Like the thing is, in harmony, we unstoppable. The Bible says in Genesis eleven six, it says when they were all on one, one, one page, one thought, one mind, one speech, it says nothing was restrained from, restrained from them they imagined to do. Actually, as the church is growing and we're moving towards our new building, the reason why we're accelerating there is because we're getting in harmony. But you know, some of our flesh is fighting the harmony. Flesh in the, yeah, I, yeah. You can get the full revelation of the path you're leading and the momentum is taking in you is dangerous. May feel good. You may like to do it, but it's not God's will. When we talk about God's will at 915, right? And you'll still go do it. You still go do it, but you won't, you don't like the results. But you were told before it happened, right? Pastor Mel, gotta get an amen. 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 All right, see, so you pull for my help, right? <laughs> I feel my help coming on. Now, now so, <laughs> my bad, my bad. I'm trying to mess you up. I know that's one of your catchphrases. All right, so, so the thing is, there's something that's, 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 that's having us fight harmony, having us not embrace the truth. Look, look, run out of the light into darkness. Every time we've been in a funky situation, listen, we've been in that room by ourselves in the dark, knowing that there's some truth we need to embrace, knowing that there's something that we hide that needs to be exposed. I said, wait, hold on, where's my amens? Like, I used to be, amen, brother. <laughs> right? Amen. <laughs> 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 All right, so... So, so there's something about rebellion that tempts us to shut our light down. It's something about rebellion that does that. Uh, uh, look, look, look at Job 24. Let's go, go Job 24 real quick. Right, let's do, go on to another scripture. All right, so Job 24, 13, it says, look, look, it says, they are those that rebel against the light. Look, look, they know not the ways thereof, nor abide or remain in the paths thereof. So they're rebelling against the light, seeing exactly where they need to go. They don't even know where they're going, and they're not even, they, they can't even see the proper path. Re something in them is fighting against sin, right? Look, look, uh, Isaiah 30. This is how, like, it's, see, in the, in the flesh dwelleth no good thing. That flesh is trying to get us stuck, man. You can't be 
we got to feed that spirit, man. So Isaiah 30, verses 9 and 10. Look, it says, that is a rebellious people. Uh, it said that this is a rebellious people. Look, lying children, you know, basically not embracing the truth. Children that will not hear the law of the Lord. They won't even try to hear what God is saying. Look, look at 10. Would say to the seers, and these are prophets, these people that, that are saying, hey, just in case y'all didn't see, I just want to bring some light here to show you what God is saying. No, don't go that way. God is saying go this way, right? Look, look it says, would say to the seer, see not. So the seer comes and he's sharing the truth. And, and they, they, the, the rebellion said, listen, man, anybody trying to hear all that? Basically telling the seer, don't see. We don't want to know. Look, look, it says, which say to the seer, see not, and to the prophets, prophesy not us right things. We don't want to hear the right thing. It says, speak unto us smooth things. Look, prophesy deceits. See, 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 deceits is, hey, 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 prophesy things that make us feel good about doing even what God is saying not doing. So, hey, man, ain't nothing wrong with that. That's cool. Man, hey, hey, who am I to judge you? <laughs> they all are, hey, hey, hey. Man, that's under grace. You know, don't, don't worry about that. That's not important. See, 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 that, and it's almost an intimidation. Hey, you want us to show up? You want us to support uh, our house and be a part of the family? You better say nice things to us. That's yeah, back in the day, the people that had uh, the most wealth in the church. Whoa, 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 no, 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 no. We don't want to hear that. You want me to keep coming, don't you? You want me to keep tithing, don't you? I just change that message around, brother. You kind of made me feel a little uncomfortable, and I need to be comfortable when I come to church. I'm, I'm not making that up. Am I making that up? I'm not making that up. Like we've we've been we in situations where we talk to we we've had to counsel some people well off. I tell them the truth. Now, I can't be uh, uh, thinking about what a person can do for me at the expense of what God can do for them. No, no, not going to happen. Just not going to happen. Anybody been around here knows it's not going to happen. And the person may go, well, then I'm leaving. And not because they're evil, just, you know, they're uncomfortable. I'm like, well, I can't change the truth. I mean, I don't want you to leave. I, I really appreciate your support, but guess what? If I have to compromise what people need to get to freedom, no, 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 no. I'd rather them be free and with all due respect, let you find whatever's going to work best for you, but we can't change, we can't keep watering stuff down for people's comfort. No, 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 that's dangerous. That ain't even God, right? Right? Okay, we got a couple, couple, couple people rolling. Look, uh, I'm sorry. I read ten, right? See, see, not prophesying. Not. Okay, all right, I did that. So Isaiah 50, I, and, and I saw how much time back there. Isaiah 50. I'll give you Isaiah 55 and Isaiah 65, two and three. So you can write those down so you have them. Isaiah 50, verse five. It says, uh, "The Lord God has opened mine ear." All right, because I wasn't hearing, right? Over my ear, and I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. 
So in other words, God, when God opened your ear and you heard the truth, was your next step rebellious against that truth? Or was like, whoa, listen, I can see, I can hear now, I'm doing this. Regardless of how, how it's going to stretch me, how it's going to make me uncomfortable. I'm, I, listen, I, I've been on vacation for, for, the, for the last 15 years. So I don't need no more vacations. I need to lock in now. I've been chilling. I've been doing my own thing, just freelancing, doing whatever I want to do, sleeping with whoever I want to sleep with, drinking whatever I want to drink, smoking whatever I want to smoke, watching whatever I want to watch, listening to whatever I want to listen to. Hey, so, you know, I mean, I, you know, I have my time. I can hear God now. I'm about to do, I'm be obedient. And I'm not going to be sitting around going, yeah, man, I've been doing this for like seven straight months. Okay, still don't compare it to the 15 years of just doing whatever. Right? No, no, come on, y'all. I need my amens. Amen. All right, okay, all right. <laughs> what are we doing? All right? So Isaiah, Isaiah 65, right? I told you to go there. Isaiah 65. 65, 2 and 3. It says, I have spread out my hands all the day unto a rebellious people. So, so God is saying, listen, man, like you being rebellious, but I'm still rolling a certain way. It says, which walketh in a way that was not good after their own thoughts. A people that provoketh me to anger continually to my face. They sacrifice in gardens and burneth incense upon the brick. You know, there's a whole lot of other stuff there. But he's like, wait a minute now. Come on now. Enough is enough. Like I'm pouring out my stuff, even though y'all have not been, re y'all ain't been doing right, been rebelling. And, and like y'all just mushing in my face like uh, I gave my son for you. I gave my life for you. I gave you the exact detailed instructions you needed to be fulfilled. I gave you what your purpose to do, what my will is for your life so you be fulfilled and you just doing whatever. I mean, you, you, uh, oh, so, so, so parents can relate to this. Uh, so you ever been in a situation? We 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 were in a situation uh, a while ago. This is a while ago. This is a while ago, long while ago. I think this, I don't know. If this is the first girlfriend. Was the first high high school girlfriend. And so you know, you know, my son was kind of tripping a little bit. And and for me, I was just like, dude, like let's let's weigh it out, apples to apples. Like we're going out our way to love on you. This person you just met. And honestly, they only showed up when you start excelling in a certain area. Trying to be, you know, person's, you know, mature adult, maybe with a family now. So I'm not trying to dog the person out. But what I'm saying is, my first thought was, well, wait a minute. Like, we there for you f because, just because. You got to meet certain conditions to even be in this relationship. And then the person showed up, so his season was over. Like, like the season where he was excelling, but he was playing another sport just to get in shape. But he wasn't, he wasn't sweet at that particular sport. So I was at the game. I was, I was way up in the back. And he, in this particular sport, I'm going to just say he came in last, right? Person got up and left. They left before the, everything was over. They were supposed to be there for him. I, I was still in the sands. But it was conditional. But at the other sport where he excelled, uh, ah, uh, he with me. Well, as soon as he came in last, oh, that dude. No, nah, I wasn't with him. Oh, no, nah, yeah. That tomorrow I'm gonna be with the dude who came in first. <laughs> it's conditional. 
You see what I'm saying? Like, like, and so God is saying, so let me get this right. I'm there. I was there for you even before you got on this earth. So, so how could you ever decide to choose anything before me? <laughs> right? I <right>, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> see, see, the adversary tries to get us stuck in these situations because he tries to start the process of paralyzation. He's trying to paralyze us. So, so all these little things that he's offering that feels good, tastes good, sounds good, you know, all that stuff is to get us paralyzed. And, and so the level of correction and discipline you get and motivate is, 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 is how stuck you are. Because what God's trying to do is get you out of the stuck place. And so when, when, there, when correction and discipline comes, don't run. It's trying to break you out because you're stuck. And sometimes you can say, hey, 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 you know you're stuck. Come on, man. And a person can just, you know, they're not really in it. You know, they just, they can just step out. But sometimes people are so embedded, they got to be broken out. And that's where correction and discipline comes. It's not a punishment. It's to break you out. Yeah, so, so, so use me. I'm going to use me again. So really, uh, in my early years of, of being an a athlete, I wasn't disciplined. Matter of fact, probably all the way up until, I think, my freshman year. I think maybe freshman year. Not even sophomore year. Sophomore year. Somehow in my sophomore year in college, I changed. But, but I actually, the coach would see me in the summertime. Keith, you working out? Like, this is the coach. You probably remember this. Uh, but I was like, nope. Well, actually, I just have, like, a, a, a bag with, with some, you know, uh, beverage in it. You know, I'm like, nope. But, see, I thought I was, yeah, pride. I don't need to work out. Then the fellas be talking to me. I'm like, man, I'll work out. When the season start? Season start uh, November. We start practice in October. I start working out two weeks before practice, September. Like I used to say it with, with an edge, like, I work out too. Man, please. And, and they had uh, big garbage cans on the end of the court. First day of practice, you know what it was for? People throwing up. You know who used it? I did. <laughs> and so I was like, well, and, and then, you know, I, 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 I don't know, I got this epiphany. I was like, I said, you know, I said I was going pro my sophomore year in college. Uh, but I worked out every day. I've been working out ever since. But I remember my freshman year, my, Luce, uh, a friend of mine is in New Jersey. He used to get up every morning and stretch and go run. And you know what I would do? All right, bro. I, I, would, I, I would, with extra effort, take the cover, throw it over my head. But it was almost like, dude, I ain't, please, run. Stretch. Man, not, not me. I ain't the one. I'm not, no, no, no. Now, look. I'm getting up stretching. Look, look, I stretch it down. I'll be getting up tomorrow morning running hills. I'm 50-something years old. I was running hills this morning. Today is Wednesday? Yeah, this morning. Before I went to play. Right? Look, the thing is, like, I could have did that a long time ago. And when I started to stretch and to run and to work out. And, and the results, the speed, the leaping, all the things I was doing, man, I could have been doing this a long time ago. He was an All-American in high school. I wasn't. No, he's an All-American? Because he was stretching. He was running. He was working out. He's putting in the work. We want things, but we ain't putting in the work. 
and we, we, we excuse it. We got, oh, we got some great lines. You're going to die from something. This is one of our lines, right? You're going to die from something. Yeah, you trying to help it? You throwing an assist? Well, no. I don't do that. Listen, ain't, ain't nobody doing that. These people right now uh, could barely breathe in, in great pain, but when people was talking to them about smoking, they wouldn't stop. People was talking about eating them pork chops, they wouldn't stop. See, see, again, we don't, there's, you, you get results from everything you do. Just because you ignore the results don't mean they ain't coming. I hated September for a long time. You know why? Because that's when the season started. And when I was lazy, I put myself in a position where I wasn't going to be playing. Hated this. I, it was coming around. It, it, I felt like clouds was hovering over the city. It was September come. You know, clouds weren't hovering over the city. It was clouds in my mind because I didn't handle my business. Some of us, clouds coming. It's clouds right now because we ain't handling our business. And you can feel that little weight. You just pastor talking about discipline and correction and stuff like that. Come on. It's, all you got to do is every day. Just start to just do what you can every day. And before you know, you pick up momentum. It's the, you ain't going to go. For, if you start overwhelming yourself and saying, I'm just going to set this goal, you know, I'm going to be whatever. I'm going to read this. I'm going to be this weight. You know, I'm going to jump this high. Whatever, whatever you're trying to do. I'm going to have this much money. Man, stop all that. Just change your lifestyle. Just live a disciplined lifestyle. You'll wake up and find yourself in a place you've never been before. It's a lifestyle change. It ain't a goal. It ain't a new goal. You got to change your life. Reading and all this stuff we do, it's our life. It's a part of our life. It's not because we got to go. I work out as my lifestyle. It's, it's, it's what I did. Instead of me, I'm going to be this weight. Man, I'm not the weight I want to be. I still need to lose weight. Right? But it's my lifestyle. I, I'm, I'm in a better, I'm not as far from where I need to be. I know I need to be. Um, but just change our lifestyles. We, we won't be stuck no more because now you're flowing. You've been designed like rivers to keep on flowing. We're not designed to be stuck. Our body starts to uh, have an adverse reaction. One of the adverse reactions to being stuck is called depression. If that's an adverse reaction to being stuck. You, which, you know what depression is telling you, telling you your body? You got to keep moving. You got to keep moving. You got to be responsible. You got to stop wasting time playing when you could be taking care of business. And if you get it now, oh my God. And, and at whatever age, you'll look up and you'll say, oh my God, I'm so glad. Like, like I remember we used to have to uh, uh, look over our shoulder financially. Like, I don't know, babe. Need to rent a car. Let's see if it works. <laughs> see what happens. I don't be doing that. I, listen, I just feel good. I be going, I be talking to these people like, well, well, what's the holdup? Like, what's, I know our credit is good, so what's the holdup? Like, well, why are we waiting here? But there was a time I'd be like, take as much time as you need. <laughs> Talk to as many people as you need. <laughs> you know, you know, and look, look, work out whatever type of credit rate. When it, it could be like we're paying uh, uh, 40 percent. Yeah, <laughs> you know, whatever. That, we, just, we just need the car. We need the house. We need whatever. No, 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 we ain't dealing with all that stuff. 
But it's just, it's, it's taking a momentum. It's just having a moment. And it's great because God knew we was going to be in the ministry. And based on our, 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 what we bring in economically, us not even having none of those other issues, we would have, we would, well, we'd be stressed out trying to pay all these other bills. But we don't have no, we don't have all the bills. And then, you know, we've been, uh, we, we call empty nester. It's, how old are we? 56? So, 50, soon to be, no, no. We are 56. You're soon to be 57. Right? So, <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Let's get it right. All right. So, but let's just say 56. So, that's 38, 30, for 38 years now. We'll, we'll give it 30, we'll give it 37 years. We'll give Mondale 19. But for the most part, our son turned 18, 19 way back like 30 years ago. So, so like, like, you know, I mean, we still been doing some things to help them out, but overall, like we ain't got 20 kids and we ain't got to run around chasing kids. God said, God knew we was going to be in ministry. Because imagine if we, we had like 20 kids chasing around, we'd be in trouble. Y'all be calling us up like, listen, man, I'm at the game. Leave me alone. <laughs> and then I got to go to another one. I'm in another town every other week. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, so, so again, it, it, it's all about uh, picking up momentum, okay? 